0: Mark Levin, our number is 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. We live in extraordinary times, and by that I mean extraordinarily troubling times. When if you're watching your television, you're watching the news, it's just uh, a fait accompli that there are going to be riots, unless this uh, former police officer, Chauvin, is uh, hung at the closest uh, telephone pole that is guilty on all counts and sent to prison for the rest of his life that's what we're being told tonight and the media are stoking the flames they're telling the nation to expect it black lives matter antifa and others are watching these shows and they're getting stoked by them i'm sure Not that they need to be stoked, but they are. And so now we have the new normal. Now we have the new normal. So if you live in Minneapolis, or neighboring cities, or other cities that have been tinderboxes, you better be careful. Better pay attention to what's going on. We're seeing footage of Office buildings and stores, all being boarded up as if a hurricane's coming. Now this isn't all spontaneous, some for sure, but certainly not all of it. Some of it is being organized, preparations are being made as I speak, and violence is being prepared for. None of this will be called an insurrection. None of this will be called anything of the sort. None of it. Gone are the words, mostly peaceful. I haven't heard those lately. Mostly peaceful. All this talk about channeling rage into positive change, says the left-wing incompetent governor of Minnesota or all the rest are going to fall on deaf ears. The agitators are in place. The Marxist-Anarchist organizations are in place. They've already been attacking in Portland over the last several nights, as well as in the Minneapolis area. Police forces, their numbers have dwindled. Their morale is in the toilet. Officers aren't sure even what to do anymore. National Guard is in the uh, Minneapolis area. Shot at last night. Literally shot at last night. Still trying to find the perp. And then we had a congresswoman who is a vile, hateful fraud. She and her husband have made millions. Always down for the revolution, though. She lives very comfortably. Her husband served as counsel general to Bermuda. I believe it was under Clinton. And she goes to Brooklyn Center on Saturday night. Why would she do that? She goes to Brooklyn Center Saturday night because she thinks she's immune from criticism, ethics, a responsible reaction from members of Congress... ...because she's been around a long time... ...and she's loved by Nancy Pelosi... ...and Steny Hoyer and all the rest. And she wants to outdo... ...AOC and Presley and Talib ...and Omar and the rest. And last night she did. She went... ...to Brooklyn Center... ...to talk to not just the protesters... ...but rioters and potential rioters... And she encouraged them. She urged them to keep it up. Keep it up. Don't stop. Don't go away. Don't stop. Don't go away. And of course, lost in all this is the whole idea of American justice. American justice in some quarters now does not exist. Oh, we'll go through the motions. But the mob is in charge. Even in the case of former officer Potter. I've heard colleagues of mine on Fox, friends of mine elsewhere, say, well, they had a charger, otherwise, you know, the city would explode. What? What? It's an amazing thing. You didn't hear, well, we have to charge the cop who shot the protester on January 6th because the city will explode. Number one, the city won't explode. And number two, that's not how we conduct our justice system. Certainly not how we're supposed to. So here, we sit on the edge of our chairs waiting for a verdict in a single case. And during the time I've spoken to you, people have been murdered in our cities, Mr. Producer, just during the time I've spoken to you. Maxine Waters is a Brooklyn Center last night. And turn up the volume. Here's what she had to say. Cut one go.
2: We're looking for a guilty verdict. We're looking for a guilty verdict, and we're looking to see if all of the fault that took place and has been taking place after they saw what happened to George Floyd, if nothing does not happen, then we know uh, that we've got to not only stay in the street, but we've got to fight for justice. But I am very hopeful, and I hope uh, that we're going to get a verdict that say guilty, guilty, And if we don't, we go, we cannot go away.
3: And not just manslaughter, right? I mean...
2: Oh, no, not manslaughter. No, no, no. This is, this is guilty for murder. I don't know whether it's in the first degree, but as far as I'm concerned, it's first degree. It's what happens if we do not get what you just told? What should the people do? What should protesters on the street do? I didn't hear you. What happens?
3: What should protesters do? Well,
2: we've got to stay on the street, uh, and we've got to get more active. We've got to get more confrontational. We've got to make sure that they they know that we need business.
0: There you go. Donald Trump never said anything like this. Nothing in the least. They had to twist his words. They had to spin his words to try and make a case that they never made except the five Republican senators and ten Republican congressmen it will forever be a disgrace forever be a disgrace here we have an actual case an elected member of the federal government the House of Representatives is inciting violence inciting violence and It's quite shocking. What's going to be done to her? Only if Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats agree to act will anything be done to her. And I mean something short of a slap on the wrist and an ambiguous resolution. Maybe not even naming her. Now Waters, being insane, is now attacking the Republicans who she says are trying to twist her comments. Much like the video, ladies and gentlemen, this has a video too. I watched the video and you heard the audio part. She said what she said. And now let's see if the Democrat Party in the House of Representatives circles the wagons and runs to her defense. Let's see if the Praetorian Guard media will defend her because I suspect all of that will happen. I suspect all of that will happen. But the Republicans must stand up to a man and to a woman and demand her expulsion, because otherwise this will be encouraged. The same Democrats who impeached our president the second time, claiming he said things he never said, with the help of 10 Republicans, including Liz Cheney and Adam Kingsinger, and in the Senate, we actually had senators voting, Sass, Toomey, Romney, I guess Murkowski, and one more, I can't remember, probably Collins, to convict him after he already left office. Let's see if the Democrats, to a man and a woman in the House, to a man and a woman in the Senate, let's see if they will condemn Maxine Waters. Real lives are on the line now, ladies and gentlemen. Real lives, real businesses, cops, National Guard. And in the course of rioting and threats and heightened police and military presence, this fool goes into the riot area and stokes the flames. Essentially threatening the jury, which was not sequestered, and I'll get to that in a minute. Threatening the jury. The jurors now have to worry about their own lives, their own safety, their own homes, and that of their families. And reporters just kind of report it. They say, get ready for it. We'll be there. We'll bring it to you. Come to us first. We'll hype our ratings. This is what we live for. It's reported by the Daily Wire, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy demanded on Sunday that House Speaker Nancy Pelosi take action against Representative Maxine Waters of a she made over the weekend. Otherwise, he will be forced to take action. Now, he'll press the case. The problem is they're in the minority. And good for McCarthy. McCarthy said Maxine Waters is inciting violence in Minneapolis just as she incited it in the past. If Speaker Pelosi doesn't act against the dangerous rhetoric, I'll bring action this week. McCarthy's remarks come after Waters, said what she said, and did what she did. Has she been condemned by the Democrat leadership? No. Has she been condemned by the left-wing media? No. And now... She has the audacity to attack her critics. This mentally unhinged, hateful woman needs to be removed from our body politic by voting to expel her in the House of Representatives. If not for this, then what? They went after that Republican congresswoman for past posts on Facebook and Twitter. And speaking of Facebook and Twitter, Mr. Duesa, will you please see if Maxine Waters is still on Facebook and Twitter? Let us see if Facebook and Twitter have acted to ban, not censor, not a scarlet letter, but to ban for life Maxine Waters from Twitter and Facebook. We know that these billionaires and the oligopoly of their corporations are frauds. We know they're in the back pocket of the left and the Democrat Party. And Mr. Producer tells me she's still on Twitter and Facebook. Think about that. Maxine Waters is still on Twitter and Facebook, ladies and gentlemen. More to say. I'll be right back.
1: Much love in.
0: I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty. And they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of constitutional thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.6 million Americans receive Imprimus for free every month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover should be reading it too you can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com there are no strings attached generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for hillsdale to send in primus to you for no cost every month so start receiving and reading in primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love visit levinforhillsdale.com that's levin l-e-v-i-n for hillsdale.com Well, here you go, ladies and gentlemen. This is breaking. Pelosi says Water shouldn't apologize for confrontational, Mark. Claims she wasn't inciting violence. So Pelosi provides the talking points to the entire media. That will be the position now. Well, her comment was ambiguous. She was talking about the justice system. Right. Is that why she went there? In the middle of the mayhem? To talk about the justice system? I want you to understand, America, particularly you Democrats, who goose-step behind the likes of Pelosi and her ilk, that it is the Democrat Party destroying your cities. It is the Democrat Party destroying your justice system. Due process cuts in every direction, depending who's charged with a crime. And if we don't have due process as a country, that applies to all of you. All of us, regardless of race and background and party. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi defended Representative Maxine Waters, urging protesters to get more confrontational over the weekend in the event that Derek Chauvin is acquitted of murder for the death of George Floyd, saying the Democratic Congresswoman does not need to apologize. Pelosi was asked Monday whether Waters should apologize for making the remarks. She said, no, she doesn't. Maxine talked about confrontation in the matter of the civil rights movement. No, she didn't, you jerk. I myself think we should take our lead from the George Floyd Floyd family, Pelosi continued. They've handled this with great dignity and no ambiguity or lack of misrepresentation by the other side. No, I don't think she should apologize. When pressed further on whether the Speaker felt Waters' comments could incite violence, Pelosi replied, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I don't know how much more... We patriotic, red-blooded Americans have to take of this Democrat Party. And these totalitarians. I don't know how much more. 81-year-old, mentally unstable, emotional wreck, Nancy Pelosi. What she did to Donald Trump, on no basis in fact, And then comes to the defense of Maxine Waters, who makes an overt case, an overt argument for incitement. I'll be right back. I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty, and they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of constitutional thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.6 million Americans receive Imprimus for free every month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it, too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com. There are no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send Primus to you, for no cost every month. So start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Visit Levin for Hillsdale.com. That's Levin, L E V I N for Hillsdale.com.
4: The Mark Levin
0: Show, live and national at 877 381 3811. All right, folks. So. We're going to play again what Maxine Waters said. I'm going to tell you again what Pelosi said. And then I want you to hear what the judge, Peter Cahill, said in the courtroom. In the courtroom. And if Pelosi's going to cover up for Waters, she should be expelled too. She's done nothing but unleash severe damage against this nation. So here is, Saturday night, in the midst of the mayhem, Maxine Waters, why she's there, for obvious reasons. You want to comment on the justice system? You don't need to go to where the riots are to do it. That's not why she was there. She was there to stoke the riots, and that's why. Cut one, go.
2: We're looking for a guilty verdict. We're looking for a guilty verdict, and we're looking to see if all of the fault that took place and has been taking place after they saw what happened to George Floyd, if nothing does not happen, then we know. Now let's stop record.
0: right there. She knows this is a, a jury. This is a courtroom. It's not about all the talk. This is a justice process. That's what it is. Go ahead.
2: I only stay in the street, but we've got to fight for justice. But I am very hopeful, and I hope uh, that we're going to get a verdict that say guilty, guilty, guilty. And if we don't... We
0: now, don't, we she knows the jury's not sequestered, because the judge made, in my view, a fatal mistake, which I'll get to later. She knows the jury's not sequestered, so the jury can hear her, and she's trying to influence the jury... And influence the riders. Go ahead. And not just manslaughter, right? I mean,
2: Oh no, not manslaughter.
0: No, 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 not manslaughter. No, no, no. They gotta they gotta throw the book at him. The jury better do what I say. They better do what I say or the justice system doesn't work. Go ahead.
2: For murder. I don't know whether it's in the first degree, but as far as I'm concerned, it's first degree. It's here, right? What happens if we do not get what you just told? What should the people do? What should protesters on the street do? I didn't hear you. What happens? What should
3: protesters do? Well,
2: we've we got to stay on the street, uh, and we've got to get more active. We've got to get more confrontational.
0: We've Gee, to- more active and more confrontational. More active and more confrontational than the violence. The looting, the arson, the shooting at the National Guard. Now, you don't have to leave this to your imagination. You don't have to play with her words. You don't have to spin. This is an out-and-out out call for violence. Go ahead. That
2: they, think they know that we mean business.
0: They know that we mean business. And she'll fly away as fast as she can. And she did. Pelosi heard that. Pelosi saw that. Pelosi was asked Monday, today, whether Walter should apologize for making the remark. No, she doesn't. Maxine talked about confrontation, the matter of the civil rights movement. Did anybody hear that? Did anybody hear that? Pelosi is a bald faced serial liar. That's what she is. Party first. Remember what I told you. That's all that matters. I myself think we should take our lead from the George Floyd family. They've handled this with great dignity and no ambiguity or lack of misrepresentation by the other side. So now it's misrepresentation by the other side because the way Pelosi sees it, don't give the other side an inch. This isn't about the other side, you mentally ill buffoon. She added, no, I don't think she should apologize. When pressured further on whether the Speaker felt the Waters' comments could incite violence, she replied, No, absolutely not. Well, if there's violence, in part for sure, it's on Waters' head. Now, in the courtroom, where the case was actively taking place and ended today, Judge Peter Cahill, at the George Floyd trial, really the Chauvin trial, And I saw this, and I saw this, and Eric Nelson, who is the defense counsel, have a little chat about this. Cut 24, go.
5: My phone gives me alerts on things that just happened. I mean, you can't avoid it. And it is so pervasive that it is, I just don't know how this jury it can really be said to be that they are free from the taint of this. Um, And now that we have U.S. representatives uh, threatening acts of of, uh, of violence in relation to the specific case, uh, it's it's mind-boggling to be Judge. Well,
4: I'll give you that Congresswoman Waters may have given you something on appeal that may result in this whole trial being overturned.
0: But Nancy Pelosi, no, 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 she was just criticizing justice like in the Civil Rights Movement, ladies and gentlemen. I will give you that Congresswoman Waters may have given you something on appeal that may result in this whole trial being overturned. And Nancy Pelosi, with a straight, stretched, heavily worked-on face, Stands there and lies to you, the American people, and puts words in Maxine Waters' mouth. And now we have the video, we have the audio, but they don't care. The Democrat Party, Pelosi, Schumer, the whole damn racket does not care. Because they need these riots. They want these riots. That's what Waters is doing there. That's why she's there. She's stoking the flames. They need this. they got to keep pushing legislation. they got to keep attacking the cops. Next it'll be the military and the National Guard. they got to keep doing this. But uh, Judge Cahill wasn't done later on this. Cut 25, go.
4: I'm aware of the media reports. I'm aware that Congressman Waters was talking specifically about this trial and about the unacceptability of uh, anything less than a murder conviction and talk about being confrontational. But you can submit the press articles about that. This goes back to what I've been saying from the beginning. I wish elected officials would stop talking about this case especially in a manner that is disrespectful to the rule of law and to the judicial branch in our function. I think if they want to give their opinions, they should do so in a respectful and in a manner that is consistent with their oath to the Constitution to respect a co-equal branch of government. Their failure to do so, I think, is abhorrent, but I don't think it has prejudiced us with additional Uh, material that would prejudice this jury. They have been told not to watch the news. I trust they are following those instructions and that there is not in any way uh, a prejudice to the defendant beyond the articles that we're talking specifically about the facts of this case. A congresswoman's opinion really doesn't matter a whole lot.
0: Well, that's good for him. So number one, the takeaway here is even this judge was appalled at what Maxine Waters did. It had nothing to do with civil rights, the civil rights movement, or anything of the kind. And shame on Nancy Pelosi. Who's a bigger disgrace than Maxine Waters, quite frankly. Now, uh, by the way, Maxine Waters is not only still on Twitter and Facebook; she is on uh, Instagram. Instagram. The liars. The liars that run these mega corporations are appalling. Disgusting. They pretend Donald Trump is a non person, as Newt Gingrich said on my show last night. And they ban him for life. He never said or did anything like this. And they ban other people for life. And they censor other people. And they give them the scarlet letter because they disagree with them. They've said nothing offensive. Here we have a woman. That's all she is. Happens to get elected to Congress. Interfering in an ongoing death case. Where people are sitting on the edges of their chairs where we've had riots. She goes to the place where we've had riots. And she's throwing verbal Molotov cocktails around. And Nancy Pelosi says it's no big deal. The judge in the courtroom says it's a big deal. The defense counsel says it's a big deal. It's a big deal. But they're too busy chasing down a Republican congresswoman, a freshman, looking at her past tweets and Facebook posts. Now, this judge has done some weird things and has failed to do some other things. There are very few cases that get the attention like this one. Very few. Very few cases like this where people haven't made up their minds, So it's very hard to find a jury. From day one, this case should have been moved out of the area. From day one. I don't care if it's inconvenient or not. That's not the test. Defense counsel wanted it moved. The judge said no. That's number one. We've talked about this. We also talked about sequestration. The idea that this jury wasn't sequestered is shocking. It's not enough for a judge to say, don't read the news or don't watch TV. There's a thousand ways to get news. And you don't leave it to the jurors, you sequester them. Particularly in a case like this. So they're not aware of what Maxine Waters has to say. Or they're not aware of what's going on on CNN and MSNBC. But he didn't do it. As we also talked about the other day, we had a conga line of witnesses that have no probative information to provide in this case whatsoever. Why is George Floyd's brother testifying? Among others. That doesn't provide you with anything related to evidence surrounding this case. How you get to the truth of the matter. And the media have done a horrific job, as they always do, do, of actually telling us what took place that day and what went on in the courtroom. You learned a hell of a lot more and you saw a hell of a lot more video than you've seen on these little clips on television. That doesn't mean he shouldn't be punished. I'm not a jerk. What I'm saying is, there's a lot more information that is not presented. Really quite shocking. Now, Facebook, Bigwig, the Free and another tremendous site. Donated millions to Black Lives Matter. Then the company censored criticism of Black Lives Matter controversial funder, founder. You know the one with the multi-million dollar homes who's down for the Marxist revolution? Tell me, has anybody on ESPN openly criticized her? Has anybody in the NBA or the NFL openly criticized her? I doubt it. Why? Where's our boy Steph Curry? Where's he? Where is he? Nowhere. What's the other knucklehead in San Antonio? I can never remember that idiot's name. Nobody can because we don't pay attention to them, frankly. Facebook bigwig. Facebook co founder Dustin Moskowitz has poured over $5 million into a network of nonprofits run by Black Lives Matter leader Patrice Colliers. According to financial disclosure records, raising questions about whether this relationship played a role in the company's decision to censor unflattering news articles about the activists last week. The social media giant blocked its users from posting links to a New York Post story that revealed Collier's, a self-described Marxist, spent $3.2 million on high-end real estate as her Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation raked in tens of millions of dollars on donations. Elena Goodman writing the piece. Facebook said the reporting violated its privacy, and personal information policy. The Post argued the decision was so arbitrary as to be laughable, and noted that the media routinely report on real estate purchases by other celebrities and political figures without facing social media censorship. How sickeningly pathetic. A public figure, a Marxist, a founder of Black Lives Matter spends millions on homes. People want to know where she got the money from. People want to know. And Facebook decides... It's a privacy matter? Several organizations founded by Collier's have been bankrolled by Moskowitz and his wife, Carrie Tuna. Is this a joke? Carrie Tuna? According to records reviewed by the Washington Free Beacon... Let's see, he's a top, one of the top stakeholders in Facebook. $20 billion net worth, estimated 2% of the holdings. Unbelievable. He's got Open Philanthropy Fund, an Open Philanthropy Project. He, he gives out millions and millions of dollars in, in grants. He's a fraud. Facebook is a fraud. Zuckerberg's a fraud, the whole damn thing. And they use your data, those of you who insist on remaining on Facebook, your data, To destroy our country. I'll be right back. I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty. And they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of constitutional thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.6 million Americans receive Imprimus for free every month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com. There are no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for no cost every month. So start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's levin, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Man, we got a lot to cover tonight. I hope you'll stick with us. Now, I'm not done. I'm not done. When we come back, wait until you hear. Wait till you hear what's been uncovered about Presley, Talib, Baker, Omar, and AOC. I don't have enough time now. That music means we'll be right back. Hello America, Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. You know, Mr. Producer, I think in some ways we've even changed, not just talk radio by bringing up our history and getting into heavy substantive issues from time to time, but I think a little bit on Fox, too, where our show... Which is a very thoughtful show, Life, Liberty, and Levin, where I'll make my comments. Where I want the guests to be people who are serious people, worth listening to. Doesn't mean they have to be famous. The famous and the not so famous, contributing truly to this republic. And I think that's having an influence in various parts of the conservative media, certainly broadcast media. Again, whether it's radio or whether it's cable TV. It's increased the level of, I think, seriousness and substance. It's increased the level of, of the quality of programming, I believe, including on talk radio, including on cable, to some extent. And that's really due to you. If we didn't have killer ratings every Sunday night, and it's every Sunday night, um, my format would be dismissed on cable TV. Instead, it's being... Uh, repeated I would put it that way and that's good same with radio same with radio there's no more just surface level you know kind of wacky talk people are having up their game and that's important too and you can see it more in conservative talk radio obviously Rush and so forth and Sean but you can see more of it now whether they're national hosts or local hosts, they have to work harder. That's a good thing, and we have many great ones. And as I say, same same on cable, the uh, sort of the 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 same process of just a conga line of guests. You can see that's slowing down a little bit. How much longer I do it, I don't know, but we'll see. I'd mentioned to you. When I had to break, Ayach, Omar, Presley, Bush, among others, that had some information to provide to you on these people, thanks to the Daily Caller and Henry Rogers, senior congressional correspondent. Members of the progressive Democrat group in Congress called the Squad been pushing to defend the uh, defund the police spent thousands of dollars on private security for themselves according to FEC records reviewed by the Daily Caller FEC reports show Democrats New York representative Aach, Minnesota representative Omar Massachusetts representative Presley Missouri representative Bush each spent thousands of dollars on their own security the payments were described in the FBA, in the FEC filings as either security or security services in January 2020, Ayach criticized New York City's proposed $1 billion cuts from police department budget, saying it didn't go far enough. Defunding police means defunding police, she said in a statement. It doesn't mean budget tricks or funny math. It does not mean moving school police officers from NYPD budget to the Department of Education's budget so the exact same police remain in schools. And during a June 20 Instagram Live, Aach said America would look like a suburb if the police lost funding across the country. What a stupid moron. Affluent white communities already live in a world where they choose to fund youth, health, housing, etc., more than they fund police, she said. January, February, March of 2021, AOC spent $3,000 per month on a security consultant based out of Brooklyn, New York. Records show she spent a total of $9,000 for three months of security consulting from just one company. January 25, 2021, $24,279. January 19, 2021, $3,986. February 2nd, $849. February 25th, $1,552. Omar who also supports defunding the police, spent $3,103 on her own security in her state of Minneapolis, according to her April quarterly 2021 financial report. And they go through that. In a June 2020 appearance on CNN, when she was asked about defunding the police, she said the system could not be reformed. You can't really reform a department that is rotten to the root. What you can do is rebuild. No one is saying crimes will not be investigated. Another genius that we ought to rely on. What we are saying is the current infrastructure that exists as policing in our city should not exist anymore. And we can't go about creating a different process with the same infrastructure in place. Burn it down, baby. Right? Right. Now, Presley, you might, she's the bald lady out of Massachusetts. Another avid supporter defunding the police spent $4,186 on security services just in her April quarterly 2021 financial report. Now, in a June 2020 interview with Time, Presley said she supports efforts to defund police departments, saying it's about the investment in our communities, which have historically been divested from. Corey Bush, another nut job out of St. Louis, freshman, has pushed to defund the police, she spent over $30,000 on her own security in her April quarterly 2021 financial report. January 18, 2021, $1,060 on a group called Whole Armor Executive Protection in Bowie, Maryland. January 21, 2021, $5,000 on security. January 25, 2021, $530 on security. February 17. 7743 dollars, February twenty-five. Well, she must be really threatened. Another five thousand, February twenty-six. Almost six thousand, March fifteenth. Five thousand, March fifteenth. Another twenty-four, fifty-six. Bush sent out a tweet in December twenty twenty, criticized former President Barack Obama for not calling to defund the police. With all due respect, Mr. President, let's talk about losing people. So she's another fraud, another anti-Marxist fraud. The Daily Caller contacted the offices of A.I.H., Omar, Presley, and Bush about the amount of money spent on security, to which they did not immediately respond. They also reached out to the security companies, and of course uh, they said they couldn't respond given the nature of the service that they provide. You look at that, you look at one of the Marxist founders of... Black Lives Matter living in multi-million dollar mansions, several of them. And you can see a little pattern here, can't you? You see it in communist China, you see it in communist Cuba, you see it in communist Venezuela, you see it in all these communist regimes. You see the fools in the streets with the Black Lives Matter flags and the Black Lives Matter shirts. The fools dressed in black garb who go by Antifa. The fools in the NBA and football. That help fund these people. The fools and major corporations, CEOs and corporate boards. Them too. The fools in the media. None of them intend to be part of the rabble, you understand. None of them intend to be part of the rabble. They don't intend to get arrested. They don't intend to put their necks on the lines. They don't intend to be throwing Molotov cocktails, breaking windows... No, 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 no. They're encouraging other people to do it, either directly or indirectly, by their silence, if not their vocal support and celebration. I'll be right back.
1: love in.
0: And enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L E V I N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. Whoa! Look at this. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm trying to move on, but I can't. The Daily Caller is reporting Representative Maxine Waters asked for a police escort as she encouraged protesters to get more confrontational by Matthew Weirp, Waters requested a police escort for her recent trip to Minneapolis where she told protesters to get more confrontational. According to documents obtained by Town Hall, so Town Hall deserves this salute. Excellent sight. So let me go there as I read on. Here we go. By our friend Katie Pavlich. Look at this. Maxine Waters requested police escort before screed advocating for violence documents show. A new document obtained by Town Hall shows Democratic Congresswoman Maxine Waters requested an armed police escort to Minneapolis over the weekend where she called for violent activists to stay in the streets during a protest against law enforcement. Waters flew from Dulles International Airport to Minnesota-St. Paul International Airport on Saturday, April 17, just days ahead of a verdict in the George Floyd officer Derek Chauvin trial. That night, Waters went to meet with protesters and demanded a guilty verdict for Chauvin, or else we played the audio twice. And Republicans are condemning Waters' comments as incitement and calling on House Speaker Nancy Pelosi to act. So there you have it. These, <sighs> got to bite my tongue. You know, if I were only on a podcast, Mr. Peters, I could say whatever the hell I wanted to, couldn't I? And One day I will. One day I'll own it, own it lock, stock, and barrel. But that said, here I am. Now, this woman needs to be expelled from the House. Expelled. I don't care what race, background, creed, political party. Here it is. U.S. Capitol Police made the request on her behalf. Name of primary protectee. This is in the documents. Maxine Waters. Title of protectee. Congresswoman. Congresswoman. Risk factor, moderate. Tactical team, no. Carrier, delta. Origination, Dulles Airport. Number of cars at the motorcade, one. Well, one car does not make a motorcade, nor does one person make a group. Let's see what else here. Meeting time, 545. Meeting location. LEO checkpoint by arrival door five. I guess she got the support she wanted, Mr. Producer. Special requests. Special mobile lounge. Police escort in and out. And I just told you of all these frauds, these Marxist frauds who want to abolish cops but have money to pay for private security. Ladies and gentlemen, look what they're doing to you. Look what they're doing. To you, and by you I mean, and I include their constituents, look what they're doing to this country. They don't even believe the Marxist crap that they spew. Meanwhile, they're backed by Wall Street. They're backed by corporations of all kinds in this country. A Marxist anarchist group, Black Lives Matter, is backed with tens of millions of dollars from these frauds. It's really quite shocking. Don't worry. Your host has been working day and night. Don't worry. We have a huge battle in front of us, political, governmental, activist battle in front of us. And we're going to do exactly that. Don't worry. Stick with me. I think we're going to shake things up, Mr. Producer, in a nonviolent way, of course. But we're going to shake things up. We're certainly going to try to. We were at the uh, point of the spear in the Tea Party movement, and we're at the point of the spear in other pushback movements. I see George W. Bush is back, writing self-serving pieces about uh, comprehensive immigration reform, taking shots at Trump, of course. It's the Bush family, after all, just like they used to take shots at Ronald Reagan. And I sit here and I think to myself, he was a very nice man. I met him a couple times as I met a few of his staff members. Several of them work on the Fox News channel. They hate my guts, by the way. That's their problem, not mine. But George Bush doesn't have a clue about what's swirling around this country. He doesn't have a clue about what the Democrats are doing on immigration. He may be well-read, but he's not well-read enough. It doesn't take a lot to figure out what's taking place in this country. But he's down there in Texas painting. In this op-ed he wrote in the Washington Post, and I won't embarrass him or you by going through it sentence by sentence. They even run some of his paintings in the piece. By the way, he's not a bad painter. He will go down in history as an average, I'm just being honest, or as sub-average president. Just the way it is. His reaction to 9-11 was very strong, but that's not enough. He, in part, is responsible for the immigration disaster that we have. He, in part, is responsible for the election of Barack Obama, in my opinion. And the loss of the United States Senate in 2006. When he came into office, we had the House and the Senate. He, Rove, and his team, they lost the Senate in 2006. And we lost some very good senators. Like Rick Santorum out of Pennsylvania. And by the way, I should have Rick back on the program. I'm so busy I don't really talk to anybody at this point. It's just the way it is. And it seems to me that much of what Rick Santorum ran on in Pennsylvania, won Pennsylvania twice, is the agenda that uh, many of the modern day so-called populist nationalists support he wrote an entire book on it years ago. People didn't read it. I read it. So a lot, of the, uh, a lot of the points being made, arguments being made, were made many, many years ago by Rick Santorum. But Rick Santorum was blown out in 2006, due in large part to Karov and the Bush presidency. As were some others. But as I said, he he has no clue what's swirling around us in this country. None. None. And he takes a shot at Bush. He doesn't take a shot at Biden, of course. And this is the nature of the rhino beast. And it's not a very good nature. And I just want to remind you that George H.W. Bush won as a result of Ronald Reagan. George W. Bush squeaked through, and George W. Bush couldn't be elected president today because of some of the demographic changes that have been made, and the fact that his policies, in many respects, are completely out of sync. He doesn't have answers to many of these problems. I'm not saying this to trash the man. I have no personal animus against George W. Bush whatsoever, none. None. But there's a reason he goes to the Washington Post to write an op-ed. There's a reason Romney goes to Politico and CNN and these other uh, outlets because they want, to, they want to promote them. They want to hear from them. It's a reason why Liz Cheney's guts are hated over and over again. But now she's, uh, she's respected by the media because of the things she said and did against Trump. All right, I'll be right back.
3: Mark Levin, tough as hell.
0: That's why I like Mark Levin. And I'm not sure a lot of people like him. He's tough as hell. But I like him. I love him. Call in now. 877-381-3811. All right. I started it, so let's listen to what George Bush had to say, Mr. Producer. Go ahead.
3: The problem with the immigration debate is that one can create a lot of fear. You know, They're coming after you. But it's a nation that is willing to accept. Right,
0: let, let's. Just, what the hell is he talking? They're coming after you. They're coming after you. President Trump wanted to give citizenship to DACA individuals. Do you know this, ladies and gentlemen? Ex- exchange for the wall, the Democrats didn't want to give him anything. Frank Luntz has done a survey. He was on on TV with Brett Barrow on Fox, and he explained that the Trump supporters are not opposed to legal immigration. They don't hold racist views towards immigrants. What they do not tolerate is illegal immigration. So George W. Bush is embracing a stereotype, uh, playing along with the left. Go ahead. Go ahead. Or the
3: harmed, or the frightened. Uh, to me, it's a great nation, and uh, we are a great nation.
6: The former president supports a pathway to citizenship for undocumented immigrants if they pass a background check and pay back taxes.
0: Oh, big deal. Big deal. That's hardly a standard. If you're not a criminal and you pay taxes, you can become a citizen. What kind of standard is that? But George Bush is talking about something from 10 years ago. What about today? What about what's going on today? Go ahead.
6: And if that were the proposal by President Biden, would you lobby your own party to support that?
3: I am right now. Um, I don't whether my own party listens to me or not is another question.
6: We have another clip there, Rich. Go ahead. Though he has refrained from criticizing his successors, he told us there's a clear difference between him and former President Donald Trump.
3: I feel a responsibility to uphold the dignity of the office. I did then and I do now. And I think it's undignified to want to see my name in print all the
1: time.
3: I think it basically sends a signal that... I miss being famous. Uh, you know, I want people
0: to see me. Oh, really? Oh, really, Bush? Really? How about your buddy Obama? His name is in the media all the time. You don't criticize him. See, this is my problem with rhinos. All of us support these guys for election. Now they're out of office, and they're self-righteous, and they're above the fray. Our country's gone to hell, and this is the best George W. Bush can do. Comprehensive immigration reform and trash Trump. Wow. Wow, that's, that's really a potent argument there. That's really terrific. Is he looking at the cities? Does he see what's going on undermining the military? Does he see what Biden's doing overseas? Does he see what Biden's doing to human beings on the southern border? Does any of that bother him? Does he see the racism throughout this administration? Does he see any of it? No, apparently not. This is the problem with the rhinos. It's a big problem. As all this is going on and we're trying to save the country, it's hanging by a thread. We get this. Yeah, You know, (laughs) no, uh, we don't know and we're not as you describe us. What is it about these kinds of Republicans that hate the people who've supported them and voted for them? What is it about them? They mock us in their own way. Does he not realize that the vast majority of people who voted for Trump voted for him? One of the reasons I don't start embracing all these leftists, like Bill Maher, like this Naomi Wolf, who I've criticized in prior books, in her case, coming out of a Marxist family, as a matter of fact, one of the reasons I don't run around embracing them is because I don't need them to justify what you and I believe in. In other words, we have certain principles and belief systems. I don't need to say, look at Bill Maher, he agrees with me. Look at Naomi Wolf, she agrees with me. Who cares? I don't care. I'm glad that they, in some respects, have seen the light, but they don't confirm my principles for me. They don't confirm, and they don't do it for you either. As I say, it's great to have these people from time to time. I don't totally trust them, but that's okay. But we embrace these principles. We promote these principles. We advocate for these principles. Men and women go off to war to fight for these principles because they're right. They're true. Not because Bill Maher and Naomi Wolf have seen the lighter. Naomi Wolf opposes uh, vaccination passports. That's great. How about all the rest of the iron-fisted police state tactics of the left? I'm quite serious. Naomi, I've read your books. I've commented on your books. In fact, I quoted from one of your books. And gave you attribution. And if you knew everything that was in her books, you'd be scratching your heads too. That's okay. It's like this group that signed this letter... Including Noam Chomsky, a radical leftist, arguing against the cancel culture. Well, what the hell do they think we're going to get when their ideology is imposed on the rest of this country? We're going to get the cancel culture. We're going to get the police state. We're going to get all that comes with it. And they signed this letter. That's great. And I've read part of it to you. That's wonderful. Even they see what's going on in this country. George W. Bush apparently doesn't. Romney apparently doesn't. But even the radical left sees what's going on, parts of it. But again, that doesn't affirm my belief system and the principles I believe in. Does it yours? Wow. Did you hear what Bill Maher said the other day? I don't know. Did he use the F word over and over again? He usually does. I don't really care. I don't really care. It doesn't do a damn thing for me. Now here's some breaking news tonight that's being ignored. That's being ignored because people don't want you to know about it, and it can change your families, and it can change our country. Another one, yes. But our friends at the Free Beacon, Kevin Daly, is on top of it. Ready for this? Because they're getting hit with a thousand baseballs here. Biden administration asked Supreme Court to drop challenge to men-only draft. The Biden administration is urging the Supreme Court not to hear a constitutional challenge to the men-only draft registration system, but female selective service registration is still a possibility. The Justice Department told the High Court on Thursday that judicial action is unnecessary because Congress is actively considering whether to change draft regulation rules. The National Coalition for Men and the ACLU say the Military Select Service Act is unconstitutional because it discriminates against women, and they asked the Justices to say as much in January. Although this Court might someday wish to reconsider the constitutionality of the MSSSA's registration requirement, If the statutory provision remains unchanged, Congress's attention to the question may soon eliminate any need for the court to grapple with that constitutional question. Why are these lawyers doing this in the Biden administration? Some of you might say, that's great. They want, no. No, because they think, and I fear, that there are five justices who will side with, who will side with the uh, plaintiffs. That's why I feel they're doing this. The government's brief is a sign that female draft, re- draft registration could soon come beca- become a reality. Though the administration asked the justices not to get involved, its brief makes no attempt to defend the constitutionality of the sex-selective draft. I told you. Indeed, the brief acknowledged that the main legal rationale for the men-only registration system is no longer in force. The Pentagon endorsed a draft registration requirement for women in 2017. You know the, the brass, the top brass at the Pentagon. Uh, I think it's time for another top brass and a blue ribbon commission that included Director of National Intelligence Avril Haines recommended that Congress amend it in March 2020. This is why Trump came to despise Avril Haines, among other reasons. Among other reasons. So this is a head fake. I wanted to bring it to your attention. This battle is going on, other than the Free Beacon, I don't of anybody else who's commented on it or who is reporting on it, and yet it's a very, very important battle. Do you want your young daughters drafted into the military? Of course not. I don't. Now, if there are women who want to serve in the military and they can meet all the standards that men meet, physical and otherwise, that's a different story. What kind of combat they should be involved in? That's a different story. We can have those debates. We're talking about a draft where your 18 year old daughter would be drafted into the United States military. Anybody see any potential issues there, Mr. Producer? Just a handful of issues. Do you see? You see any folks? I certainly do. You know, ladies and gentlemen, we don't live in a world of radical egalitarianism we all individuals. Equal justice under the law. But equal justice under the law doesn't mean we turn a blind eye to facts. Biological facts. But apparently we must. Because now it's a matter of what's between your ears, not between your legs. I'll be right back.
1: Much Lovin'.
0: Go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code Levin podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com promo code Levin L-E-V-I-N podcast. And when you do, you'll save fifty percent off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com promo code Levin podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. You know, I get surprised that despite the, the slanders and the lies that are told about we, the patriots, the people who love this country by the Nancy Pelosi likes, I'm surprised that people don't rise up. I'm not encouraging it. I said I'm surprised by it. When I read something like this to you about Governor Whitmer in a moment, when I tell you what about the Stooges, the four or five stooges in the Democrat House who oppose cops, but then buy personal security. When you listen to what Maxine Water says in her defense by the feeble Nancy Pelosi after they took after our president, people can only take so much. And here we have the Daily Wire. Democrat Governor Gretchen Whitmer traveled to Florida before expressing concern about traveling to florida michigan democrat governor gretchen whitmer traveled to florida last month for a personal trip governor gretchen whitmer's spokesperson confirmed today that the governor took a personal trip out of state about one month ago to visit her father michigan information and research service reported while communications director tiffany brown wouldn't say where the democratic governor traveled a source tells MIRS that Whitmer's father, Richard Whitmore, has a home in Florida. However, Brown did seem to confirm that Whitmer was visiting her father in Florida, saying that he was battling an illness. Well, you know, there's a lot of people who have been battling life and death illnesses throughout this country and throughout this pandemic. Where governors have ordered these various facilities and organizations to prevent their children and grandchildren from seeing them, even their own death's bed. Her dad was fully vaccinated and the governor's tested regularly and has never tested positive for COVID, Brown told MIRS, claiming that no taxpayer resources were used. That's not even the point. Gretchen Whitmer's blatant display of hypocrisy is an insult to every single Michigander impacted by her lockdown orders and travel warnings. Ted Goodman, communications director of the Michigan Republican Party, told The Daily Wire. Not only did Whitmer and her top staffers vacation to Florida, it was her top staffers too, I guess they all wanted to see her father, but they tried to keep it secret because for Whitmer, it's rules for thee but not for me. In early April, Whitmer expressed concern about people traveling to Florida for spring break because of a variant of the coronavirus that has been spreading there. Whitmer's comments were made before two of her staffers were then caught going on personal trips outside the state, including one that went to Florida. And, you know, when you have a personal staffer they are taking trips and vacations, despite what they say, they know exactly where they're going. That is the governor. Michigan is currently, quote, in the midst of an alarming surge that is far worse than what any other state is experiencing, unquote. The New York Times reported last week. The state accounts for more than 10% of the country's daily cases and is home to 16 of 17 metro areas with the nation's worst recent case rates. And nonetheless, she traveled to Florida. She traveled, I'm telling you, like I told you earlier, and as you already know, as a matter of fact and instinct, these totalitarian Democrats have no intention of living. In the manner or in the way that they seek to compel you to live. They have no intention of doing that. Whether it's the idiot Pritzker in Illinois. Whether it's the idiot Murphy in New Jersey. The idiot Cuomo in New York. The idiot Newsom in California. Go down the list. The idiot Biden and the idiot Bidenites all around him. They have no intention of living the way they insist that you live. And you know what's amazing about every governor I just mentioned and Biden? they're all white. Now why is that amazing? They're all pushing this critical race theory, critical gender theory, critical this theory, critical that theory. They're all straight white people. Like I say, they have no intention of living or experiencing what they seek to impose on the rest of society. It's that simple. And yet, you still have slobbering hordes of leftists who vote for them. I'll be right back. Well, I don't even know what to make of this anymore. Joe Biden's at a Wilmington Country Club, Country Club uh, neo-Marxist, on Saturday. And he admits, as you've heard, that there is a crisis on the border. Cut 13, go.
1: And everyone,
2: The problem
6: was that the refugees I was working on uh, the crisis. The ended
0: in. up on the board of a young people. We did not do two things at once, And now we're going to increase Mm-hmm. Crisis. Well, then, crisis mode in the communications office of the White House. Wait a minute. We can't use the word crisis. We're not using crisis. No. It's crisis? No. So the spokes idiot for the idiot... Jen Psaki is at the White House briefing today, and she's asked about this by Kristen Fisher of Fox. Cut, 14, go.
6: President Biden over the weekend Mm -hmm. called what happened at the border a crisis. Is that now the official White House position, that there is indeed a crisis at the border? Well, let me first say um, that we have made some progress, um, some progress in moving children from uh, out of Border Patrol facilities into shelters, nearly a thousand unaccompanied minors. Now that's
0: progress for these people, that we have thousands and thousands coming to the country. Now we've moved them into a shelter. We've moved them on military basis, not preventing people from coming here illegally, especially children, what's done with them, how they're brought here and so forth. No, no, no. We've moved them into shelters, ladies and gentlemen. Now do you think that's good? They're moving people into shelters? You think it's good for the people, let alone us in the United States? I have in front of me, from the blaze, eight-fold increase of migrants released into the U.S. by Biden administration expected within two months. Eight-fold increase. But they
6: have it under control. So don't worry about it. Go ahead. EP facilities and into the care of health and human services just this weekend. We still have a lot of work to do, but we, that is a step forward in our view. The president does not feel that children coming to our border seeking refuge from violence, economic hardships, and other dire circumstances is a crisis. That's
0: not the only reason children are coming to the border. Some of them are being sold. Some of them are being um, used by the drug cartels and so forth. Being brutalized. They don't even understand the whole concept of a nation state. They don't even understand the whole concept of a nation state go ahead
6: that the crisis in central america the dire circumstances that many are fleeing from that he that that is a situation we need to spend our time you have no
0: idea you know when donald trump called these cultures s whole cultures remember that mr producer remember that america he was attacked wasn't he well what is she describing what is she describing in these other countries and culture? What is she describing? Isn't that what she's saying, ladies and gentlemen? Yes, that's what she's saying. These are asshole places. They got to get out of there because of the crime and the poverty. They, they got to get out of here, right?
6: Which was Trump's point. Go ahead. To address it, if we're going to prevent more of an influx of uh, migrants from coming in years to come.
0: Why do you need to address it if they're not as whole places? But that said, I'm just pointing out what liars these people are, what hypocrites they are, how they contradict themselves and they don't care. She didn't answer the question, did she? The word crisis was used. We can't use crisis. We're making great progress. Great progress, ladies and gentlemen. Washington Examiner, Anna Giratelli. The Biden administration anticipates that it will be releasing 400 migrant families into the country a day, a day, by mid-June, as the influx of people encountered illegally crossing the border overwhelms its detention capacity. And there she is, Psaki, lying through her teeth about how we're getting it under control, we have more shelters. I don't know, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to have over 100,000 illegal aliens who've come into this country. Maybe 180,000. How many shelters are we going to build? We're going to build little cities all over the country? Now think about it. 180,000 people. That's a small city in America. The 400 figures, eight times greater than the 50 families the Border Patrol and Immigration and Customs were releasing from its facilities each day in early 2021. The number of individuals enrolled in the ICE alternatives to detention program has increased from 50 to 200 a day. ICE documents state, within 90 days, the enrollment is projected to even go much higher. In the final months of 2020, the number of people who were intercepted at the border hovered around 75,000 a month. You know how many they stopped in March? 172,000. It's only an increase by 100,000, but it's not a crisis. They're getting it under control. They're building more shelters that hold like 3,000 people. DHS is seeing an increase in irregular migrant flows to the southwest border of the United States, including greater numbers of family units and unaccompanied children. The projected encounter for fiscal 2021 are expected to be the highest numbers observed in over two decades. That's exactly what's going on. But they have it under control. And they endeavor to hold unaccompanied children. While ICE also awarded the nonprofit organization, a nonprofit organization, with ties to the Liberal Democrats, by the way, as we talked about the other day, eighty seven million dollars in a no big contract, ties to the Biden, actually, to house families in seven hotels. Well, that'll fix it. Seven hotels. 172,000 people. What is that, Mr. Beducer? That's over, uh, what is that, about 25,000 per hotel. I think that'll work out beautifully, don't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. The the, uh, buffet's going to be unbelievable. You better get down there early. There's going to be 25,000 people there in the hotel. And as I said, the blaze reports, eightfold increase of migrants released into the United States. You know, What the pandemic has done to the American people and the way some of these governors have conducted themselves. Massive illegal immigration. People pouring into this country and being released into this country. And George W. Bush. My God, I hate to say it. He sounds dumber by the minute. Talking about comprehensive immigration reform. I mean, he's so, such a stereotypical rhino. He has no answers to any of this. The Democrats have gone nuts. They've gone rogue. They're tearing down the country. Does he have any idea why they're doing what they're doing? He doesn't have a clue. There he is. He lives in Texas. Does he see what's happening in Texas? That it's becoming purple and soon blue? Does he see what's happening across the country? Does he know how to put the the pieces of the puzzle together with HR1 and S1? No. I fear not. I fear he can't. By the way, the president, Donald Trump, a real live or video interview with uh, Sean Hannity tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Not a phone interview or anything like that. It looks like it was done in Florida, I know, as a matter of fact. So that should be absolutely fascinating. George W. Bush says he's getting, you know, he's talking too much, getting way too much attention. Never says that about Obama. As I point, never says it about Obama. Michelle, of course, never shuts up. She goes on and on and on. And they make the most outrageous, racist statements. They just do. I'm calling it as I see it. And not one whit of criticism from a single member of the Bush family. Not one. Including George W. Bush. I'll be right back.
1: Mark Levin.
0: Let us, let us take some calls here. Let us go to Elvin, Petersburg, Texas, the great WBAP. Eldon, go right ahead, please.
3: Thank you, sir. This is indeed a great honor to
0: speak to you. Thank you.
3: I uh, wanted to bring you brought up one of the things I was going to talk about, George W. Bush. I lost him, or he lost me, when he was first campaigning and used the term compassionate conservatism. Hmm. Because all that meant to me was to bend over, grab your ankles, and let the Democrats have their way.
0: And that's apparently the way he ran his administration for the most part.
3: Exactly. And I mean, he lost me to that point forward. Now, my son and I were in D.C. April 6th. Mm -hmm. I was there in a little wheelchair. I couldn't get around that well. They were people, Mark, that there was a group of men there, about 40 or 50, in white t-shirts. They were black guys. It said white men, black men for Trump. Mm-hmm. There was LBG people there with flags made up for Trump. Mm-hmm. They were people with their babies and all that. Of course, we, you know, this was an insurrection. So when it all started, we were hollering at them to stop the people that were instigating this to stop them from going in. Because
0: you knew that they would stain the entire thing. You knew it. I knew it when I saw it. You're right.
3: And so we hollered, and we even had it on tape where well, they said, "Why are you standing there?" The thing was, when Ashley Babbitt got shot, this is where Maxine Waters, she's from California. I doubt, I don't know if that's her con- district constituent, but I haven't heard her say one thing, no peace, no justice, with uh, Ashley Babbitt. The DOJ dropped the case, uh, if, and I think probably close them, probably in secret, gave everybody who shot her a congressional medal. Yeah, I'm going to borrow it from you. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> and more. I'm getting sick and tired of it, and we are going to take this back. We are taking our country back. No doubt. I have no doubt. I'm seeing things that are happening. I don't watch any of the mainstream media. I get most of my news from the Epic Times and on the Internet. Which is too. a great
0: site, by the way. It's a very and good I, site. And
3: I get mainly from you. And uh, that's, you know, I'm just saying, I see things that are happening and we're going to take it back. And, you know, I get sick of this stuff from George, like George was, you know, passionate conservatism. You know, we can fight, and we don't have to be like them, but we can still fight. We still have to fight in it, and we're paid. For I them. agree
0: one hundred percent. And there are things we can do. There are things we can do. This is; these are some of the things I've been trying to think about. But the first thing we need to do is understand who our enemy is, what it is they're being taught, who's teaching them, and all the rest of it. And where are they? And how did we get to the place we are, as well as now what do we do about it? Eldon, I want to thank you for your call, sir. You take care of yourself. Let us continue from Texas to Illinois, Champaign, Illinois, and the Mark Levin app. Joe, Joe, how are you, sir? Um, well, how are you, Mark? Okay, thank you. All right, I have uh, two quick points. Um,
5: so we've been defending these cities that, are, uh, that have been undersold for, like, the past year. And I think uh, I don't don't think
0: uh, I don't think the mayors have been uh, allowing the cops to defend them much at all. And I don't think the governors have uh, brought in the National Guard very much either. Here we see, yes, right now. But how often did the uh, President Trump, the prior president, how often did he say these governors need to ask for the National Guard? But anyway, go ahead.
5: uh, Every every time. So I I was going to say it's like, you know, we're, we're advocating for, you know, law and order. In these cities, while the people who are leading these cities are just not defending the people. They're not even
0: defending their own citizens because a certain percentage of the people who are rioting, looting, burning are coming from out of town and out of state. Not all of them, that's for sure. But a certain percentage are. They're not even protecting their community. So what the hell good is a mayor or a city council if they're not going to protect the city?
5: And that's where that's this is where my you know to my point is that instead of us like advocating, we got to start criticizing, or just praising, depending on how things are handled. Like I I don't, I think it's not a good use of energy. It it almost seems like, you know, we can put, we got to hold these people accountable. Like we got to get really
0: specific. I don't know how I hold the mayor of Minneapolis accountable when I live in Virginia. That's a problem.
5: The, 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 the voters, I mean, these things need to be highlighted when you know, their time is up on ballot. And it's, it's, Did you it's, know,
0: let me give you an example. Let me give you an example of how the media work and these Marxist groups work. Chicago, over the weekend, 27 people were shot, five of whom were killed over the weekend. A seven-year-old girl was killed, and her father was seriously wounded in a shooting on Sunday in a McDonald's drive-thru. Tell me, has that been discussed on a single radio or TV show, sir?
5: Oh, no, no. I mean, you see the clips, of course. You know, we're all you sitting
0: hear- around waiting for riots, right? It's the most shocking thing. We're all sitting around waiting for riots. That's what we're told. It's become nor- normalized. Or it's becoming normalized. 27 human beings were shot, five killed in Chicago over the weekend, including a seven-year-old girl who was with her father. He seriously wounded. Going through the drive through on Sunday at McDonald's in Chicago. I don't know. I mean, doesn't it turn your stomach? It's crime. Yeah. <laughs> Makes me happy
5: I don't live there, but I, but uh, you know the the, the
0: shooting is said to believe to be gang related. Less than three hours later, two people were shot in their car, Popeyes, and investigators believe it's connected to the McDonald's shooting. Not a damn thing, not a word, nothing, nothing. Our priorities are so screwed up. Thank you for your call, my friend. I'll be right back.
7: The voice of sanity in an insane world.
2: The Mark Levin Show. Call him now at 877-381-3811. You
0: know, we have this uh, Johnson & Johnson vaccine where about 7 million of us were vaccinated with it, including me and my wife. And it couldn't have gone more smoothly. 7 million. And I think they had six or seven examples of people who had some kind of blood clotting. I bet more people die when they get a flu vaccine shot uh, than a one out of a million number. Now, again, human beings are human beings. But if you're trying to save people's lives and these vaccines are going to do it, why would you pull this vaccine? And apparently they're going to bring it back on Friday or something. So I wanted to discuss this with our buddy, Dr. Mark Siegel, America's doctor, in his outstanding book, COVID, The Politics and fear, of fear and the uh, power of science. Dr. Siegel, how are you, sir?
7: I'm great, Mark. And I want to start by making a diagnosis for you. Yeah. Here's my diagnosis. Usually I talk to you as a health policy person, as a scientist, yes. as a journalist. Tonight, I want to talk to you as a clinical doctor who sees patients. And here's my diagnosis. Yes. Someone has a J&J shot and comes to me and says nervously, I have a headache. You know, what my diagnosis is you watch the wrong show. You're mm-hmm. watching MSNBC. You're watching CNN. You're listening to the wrong radio show. You're not listening to Mark. It is not what you were told it could be. People think they have to be responsible and say the headache could be what? A a one-in-a-million thing? That's not medicine. That's crazy psychosis.
0: Well, you know, Dr. Siegel, then I heard Fauci and the CDC director, but particularly Fauci. Fauci acts like a know-it-all, and he doesn't know it all, and he shoots from the hip, and uh, he will defend anything the government does, apparently, the bureaucracy in particular. And you know what it showed me, Dr. Siegel, it showed me that but for Donald Trump, we wouldn't have had these vaccines because they would have done exactly what they did in pulling this uh, Johnson and Johnson uh, vaccine. They would have gone back to the red tape and their levels of bureaucracy and all the rest. I don't think we'd have any vaccine right now. What do you think of that?
7: Yeah, I think you're probably right. I think that pulling out all stops had to do with something that they're not given, that, that Trump's not given any credit for, which is putting together manufacturing with the science. The science proceeds manuf- with the knowledge that the manufacturer is going to be ready to produce the vaccines. And, of course, they were producing them in a way that had never been done before with with very careful particles that they use lipid particles and all of it was it was an enormous home run and and the the point you're making now is that the, the slightest burp or hiccup would have stopped the entire freight train and you know as a clinician again as a medical doctor in the office there's not a single medicine that i give out that doesn't have some one in a zillion side effect you think uh-huh. i'm announcing them to people i mean birth control pills eight times more likely to get this particular blood clot than if you're not on a birth control pill. And I don't announce that to people. If I'm asked, I'll say it, but it's beyond absurd. And it has to do with people that don't practice medicine. It's people that, that are either politicians, have political agendas, or they're just purely looking at it under the microscope. They're not looking at it in terms of real people. And I haven't even begun yet to mention the tremendous harm that's been done by derailing this vaccine, all the nervousness, all the all the vaccine noncompliance. Mark Levin is not for a second saying, I wonder what he, Mark mm-hmm. Levin will call me all the time. Mark, mm-hmm. you haven't called me once saying, oh my God, I took the J&J right. shot. And, and by the way, my mother-in-law was on her way out of the hospital in Michigan this past week with a very, very serious illness. She was supposed to get the J&J shot as she left, but of course it's on pause, so now she's at risk still.
0: And what I did, doctor, because I had a, uh, a sinus procedure about six, eight weeks ago, I, you know, and I have a heart issue, so I stopped taking my baby aspirin. So I started to take it again to make sure I don't get a blood clot. I mean, there's simple things to do, right?
7: Yeah, you were and you were taking that not because of the Johnson and Johnson. Show. No, You were taking that because of you. You had been at bed rest, you know, because you were now getting mobile again. That's real medicine, and that's that's in the real world stuff. This fear mongering, constant fear mongering. I don't think people realize. The degree of fearmongering that that has been going on. The J and J was just the latest example. How about people that get a vaccine and are still walking around the streets like mummies in blue states? You know, you go to Florida, everything's wide open. Here in New York, you you should try a plane flight from Florida to New York. You think you're going into a different universe? And these are people that have had the vaccine, still mummified. Why?
0: Oh, it's so bad, uh, and uh, because of all the propaganda, but. You know, I'm not trying to create a provocation here. I'm just saying I, I can't even watch Fauci anymore, doctor. I cannot. He's been wrong so much, and he's so politicized. And, he, and he's, he's in the media promoting this uh, incoherence. In I mean, I'll give you a perfect example. Obviously, shootings affect health. Obviously, shootings affect health. If you're shot, it affects your health. Okay, I got that. I understand that. But the CDC doesn't exist to claim that shootings are a health issue. Therefore, we want to get into the regulatory business. And so, again, you have half the country, more than half the country. Many people on weapons are going, what the hell does this have to do with the CDC? We know if somebody gets shot or if we get shot, it's a a horrific health risk. But it has nothing to do with diseases, infections, uh, 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 and and all these other sort of things. What do you make of that? Well, he's the head of the
7: National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. There's has nothing to do with gun violence, nothing to do with violence. And, of course, if he studied around the world, he'd find out that areas, and this isn't why you asked me, this but a city like London has as much violence, and they don't have guns there. They, they have knifings. So mm-hmm. it, 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 it's, it's something that you have to do a lot of reading about and studying about before you can even get into. That's clearly not his purview. And that's the point you're making about stepping outside the lane, and that's what's been going on throughout the pandemic. Lockdowns are based on 1918 medicine with a completely different virus that doesn't spread the same way this does. And public health is not about a virus. It's about the larger issue of what are you doing to a society when you superimpose pseudoscience? What's happening to our children by having them out of school? What's happening to our restaurants by having them closed? What's happening to the fact that there's no metropolitan opera here in New York? I can't even imagine this city without the opera. I'm seeing plenty of garbage bags in the street, (laughs) plenty of rats, no opera. Hey.
0: And so where do we go from here? Because I don't think under the Biden administration, they're going to pull back much. I mean, Fauci's uh, coming up with or imagining new ways to keep the country shut down. There's new types of the virus. There's this. Why don't we live our lives and what comes, comes? I mean, that, isn't that the way we're supposed to deal with these things? If it
7: goes on much longer, we're going to forget what real life and normal life really is. We're all going to have to move to Florida to get there. We're going to have to have a lecture from you or from me every day just to remember the the old normal, let alone, let alone the new normal. And I, I know you're going to say politically this is deliberate. It, 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 and That's not my lane, but I will tell you there's a certain benefit of this to, the, to a Democratic administration that's busy trying to pass trillion-dollar bills every minute. Mm-hmm. There's a benefit to this, and, and it's not a healthy... Public health benefit, I'll tell you that.
0: Well, my own view, and it's not really for your comment, but my own view is that liberals should stay in these liberal paradises that they've created and with the people they voted for and uh, and stop coming to states that have rejected that kind of government and screwing ours up like they've screwed up my state of Virginia. I mean, I fear all these people moving to Florida. I don't think they're all Republicans. I don't think they're all conservatives, and it makes me very, very nervous. That is a side point. Let me ask you something else. There's been some talk. I think it has. Uh, it's, it's kind of uh, uh, kind of gone away to some extent, but it makes me nervous about a a vaccine passport. A vaccine passport. I have a better idea. Why not just put a scarlet letter on our foreheads so we don't have to reach for our pockets so they know who's had the vaccine? What do you think of this?
7: I don't think you need it. I think what you need is an understanding of a society that's wide open and that if you have the vaccine, you're 95 to 100% likely not to have any problem at all. The only time I would agree with this is instead of this crazy testing. So if you have to get, if they're making you get tested to get in somewhere, which is absurd because, again, the test is inaccurate. The test may not be accurate 24 hours ago. You can fall into a window. If they want to replace that with some acknowledgement, and here's the problem with the vaccine passport by the way, Mark, which you haven't mentioned yet, which is people that get over COVID have a durable immunity for several months, and many of them can't even take the vaccine right away. Why should they be penalized? Why should someone that just had COVID be penalized?
0: Mm -hmm. And we're not even sure how long these things last, these vaccines, are we?
7: No, and that's of course. Uh, Pfizer's talking about revving up for a booster already. <laughs> we just—my my arm is still hurting from the from the other shot, <laughs> and I'm not ready for that. But that's also very premature. That's fear mongering again. You know, why can't we enjoy the liberation that we're starting to feel yep. from this virus, rather than already? Uh oh, here comes the next uh, the next governmental program coming our way.
0: And who's going to do the studies on all the other maladies and horrors that occurred as a result of our practices with respect to? this virus?
7: Well, I'll tell you one right off the top of my head that speaks for all of them. We've, we've had more deaths from drug abuse this year than any year in, mul- in many, many decades. Mm. That's deliberately, that's directly related to this. There's no, re- there's, there's no ability to get the antidote for, for, for drugs out there. There's plenty of of, uh, of opioids and fentanyl and cocaine. Everything is is, is ramped up up the wazoo in terms of the criminal activity because of the pandemic. Nobody spends a second on that. The alcoholism due to the pandemic, the the depression, the ex- exorbitant depression due to the lockdowns. But we may never recover from this. Certainly I, I would love to seasons. know.
0: February, March, April, May, June. I'd love to know uh, how many heart attacks, deaths from heart attacks, deaths from stroke. In other words... I'm not saying there's a direct causation, but in some cases there may be. And people who just didn't see their doctors, they didn't go into the emergency rooms, this stuff, it's very weird. With all the research hospitals we have, with all the the people who investigate things, so-called reporters and everything, I I can't get my hands on that. I keep looking and looking and looking. It may be out there somewhere, but I can't find it.
7: Well, maybe the CDC is too busy studying the virus and and the exaggerations of the virus. But in the end, we're going to know these numbers and I'm going to report them to you. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you all of this is way up because of the stress of the fear (coughs) of the fear and the worry brings on heart attacks, brings on strokes. You're you're so worried about covid. You're so worried about getting a blood clot from the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. One in a million chance that you trip over your feet and hit your head. That's what's happening. (laughs)
0: Now, you better take care of yourself. I hear you coughing there. You're, you're America's doctor, and you're you're kind of my doctor in many respects, too. So I want you to take care of yourself, okay?
7: I'm perfectly healthy, and I never thought for one second that that could be COVID or a side effect of anything. It's just a tiny bit of reflux. That's all.
0: Now, your parents have, have lived to a, a ripe old age, haven't they?
7: Yeah, and they've have lived there without fear. My father... My mother had COVID last year. They took hydroxychloroquine, by the way. They got better. They had the vaccine. They did fine. They're going out to restaurants. They're fine. My father's 97. God bless them. He live, they're living in Florida right now, and they're enjoying it.
0: That's smart. Now, by the way, just curious. When did they go to Florida? When did they decide well, to move
7: to no, they 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 also are up here, but they went to Florida, you know, to oh, no, get for, away for, from what's happened yeah. in New York. They'll they'll come back when I tell them the coast is clear. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm heading there too. I'm, I'm never coming back, whether the coast is clear or not. Uh, well, Doctor, we'll we'll, maybe, maybe
7: we'll get maybe will get a Republican governor in Virginia, and you'll be able to stay there. I mean,
0: let me tell you about Virginia. If you have thirty seconds, here. we have a governor who was caught in a Klan outfit and blackface, confessed and then later said, because some lawyer told him, well, I'm not sure that's me. I can't tell with the blackface in the hood. And he lasted and he stayed. He moved hard left, so the Washington Post supports him. We have, listen to this, a lieutenant governor who was accused by two women. He's African-American, two African-American women of rape, of rape. He's still there. And he says he's running for governor one day. We have an attorney general who had to confess, yeah, I was in blackface too. That's the triumvirate of the statewide constitutional office holders we have, and they haven't left. Although you have a governor who's a complete putz, and he's not leaving either, I suppose. No, actually, by the way,
7: you're mentioning one of my favorites, the governor of Virginia. You're talking about that blackface. That occurred in a medical school yearbook. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's a disgrace to my entire profession here. Mm -hmm. And you're talking about my governor here in New York. God bless him. Uh, you You mentioned Governor DeSantis before was actually protecting nursing homes while our governor here was deliberately sending people back to nursing homes, causing thousands of deaths so that he could, what, win an Emmy and have a book? Tour. Mm-hmm. but your governor's a physician i'm supposed to like him mark
0: yeah right all right my friend always a pleasure people don't forget his excellent book on covid you can get it on amazon any major store and uh, we want to thank you dr siegel god bless you You take care of yourself we ready mr reducer we'll be right back much love I always have much more to talk about, prepare for, than the three hours allow. Which is why I also do live in TV. And when I really want to go deeply, even to the point of a little bit scholarly, I write these books. But I don't just write books to write books. I write books to be meaningful. And I have a mission. And I'm on a mission now, and I hope you'll join me. Washington Compost by Maria... If I mispronounced it, too bad. ICE, CBP, to stop using illegal alien and assimilation under new Biden administration orders. So now we're going to destroy the language, change the word, so what you're actually seeing, doing, isn't really described accurately. The Biden administration has ordered U.S. immigration enforcement agencies to stop using terms such as alien, illegal alien, and assimilation. When referring to immigrants in the United States, a rebuke of terms widely used under the Trump administration. Hey, look, you dumbasses at the Washington Post. May I say that? The word dumb, can I say that? It's not the Trump administration. It's all Americans. The change is detailed in memos sent Monday to department heads at Immigration and Customs Enforcement and Customs Border Protection, the nation's chief enforcers of federal immigration laws, according to copies obtained by the Washington Compost, it's part of an ongoing effort to reverse Donald Trump's hardline policies. Donald Trump's hardline policies saved lives. They prevented little girls from being raped. And 30% of the women who come here from being raped. Donald Trump's policies protected people south of the border and north of the border. You creeps. Washington Compost. If you don't get it, good for you. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. Stay strong there in Minneapolis. Police officers, National Guard, and others, we're behind you. God bless you. And I'll see you tomorrow.